7.32, so let's start this. Welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 56, where we are doing a Q&A session. Um, as always, hit me up, shoot me questions here right on the Facebook's lives, and um, but I'm going to start with questions that people posted early. When I do these Q&As, I'm going to try to do this before and try to get like more questions printed out so I can kind of roll through. Um, we are going to start... Javier, que paso? Um, <laughs> Bryce Davis, nice. Yes, coffee shining. It's so good, dude. All right. So, let's start with Todd York. Todd, are you watching? Let me know if you're watching. I didn't see your name. Anyway, Todd York says, this is dovetails perfectly into what I was saying before. What's your preferred source of fuel? Your pref bleh, Let me start over. What is your preferred source to fuel yourself during long races slash events like the Death March? I always rely on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, of course, water with electrolytes. Um, so that is an awesome question. I would say that, first of all, definitely water. I don't really like Gatorade and, like, sweet things. Um, I have some pretty good uh, stuff that is... Um, uh, it's just electrolyte. It doesn't really taste. It just, it's just, anyway, it's clear. It's got a ton of electrolytes in it. I put that in there um, for races. Not so much with the death march because I'm eating enough stuff that it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, so definitely water. Uh, lots and lots and lots of it, if at all possible. And then for food, so here's a story. No joke. I have always kind of been of the belief that just whatever you can fit in your mouth, especially on a big, long, gnarly day or multiple days or something like that, it is whatever you can eat is good. I still believe that um, a lot, but here's the deal. On the Death March this year, I'm gonna do a video on YouTube about this later, um, kind of promoting uh, Kate's, but our first stop, we stopped at the Taylor Park Trading Post and we all kind of bought just stuff um, and you know, candy bars and whatever anyway. And then Eric Hahn, our super buddy showed up with his truck full of goodies with donuts, and it was awesome, right? It was glorious. It was 9.30 in the morning. It was awesome. Ate all that stuff, rode Timberline Trail. Felt fine. Like, whatever. I mean, Timberline's hard and tough and got tired by the end of it and hands hurt and all that. But after that, we met at Star Trail at the beginning for our next little refuel slash hangout food session. And kate had sponsored us by giving us um oh like 12 bars for the thing and so i grabbed one and ate it drank a bunch of water i did have a peanut butter jelly sandwich also um but then i rode star trail probably better than i ever have um at least sections of it i rode super clean um where i have struggled in the past and i felt great like coming up to the top of it i felt good um i kind of didn't think about it right at the time but later as the day went on, I was like, wait a second, I felt really good after eating that Kate's bar and the peanut butter and jelly and not like basically not a whole bunch of sugar and a bunch of processed junk. And so I really truly believe that my old man body here was much, much happier eating that Kate's real food bars because she's what's in there is all organic and black anyway. You can go on and on about that stuff, but basically it doesn't have a bunch of processed stuff and it doesn't have a bunch of like gnarly sugar. And the gnarly sugar might help like whoop, energy short term, but it crash afterwards. 
So, like, from now on, like, go-to is going to be Catrio Food Bars. Yeah, I do sell them. I make, we don't make any money. Even the guys know, come on, really? On a $3 bar, it's not like I'm making a bunch of money. So, I really like them 100%. I'm a big fan. Like I said, we're a dealer. I, um, it's, <laughs> Nate said, you read uh, Too Fast from Tulsa. He talks super slow when he says, Oil, he pronounces it oil. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Nate. Um, uh, Chad Duran, Jeff Barlow, Mitch Sheets, what's happening, guys? So, yeah, Catrial Food and Water. Um, also, so I know a guy named Hefe Branham. He's a, a super ultra endurance bicycle racer. And when he, he does a Continental Divide trail race on a single speed, which is 2,600 miles, and he does it in like 16 days which is crazy time um and he eats freaking anything he can shove in his mouth so i mean at some point calories are calories but if you want to feel good i pick something that's real whether it be fruit um other things that don't have a bunch of processed stuff whatever but i'm a hundred percent one thousand percent behind ktro food bars all right wes deets i know you're here um this is a honestly this is i think my favorite question you're given a KTM, Yamaha, and a Honda. You must rebuild one, keep one forever, and abandon one on the trail. So, I'm going to go... This is such a, such a good question. Like, seriously, that is phenomenal. Uh, I'm. You can take this a lot of ways, like which KTM, which Yamaha. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with those three bikes of the ones that I actually personally own. So, the KTM is a 250XCW. The Yamaha's, a, I'm going to go with the YZ250, my favorite Yamaha, and then the Honda XR650. And this is an easy question for me to answer. So, because I've done all this, right? Well, anyway, I haven't left one on the trail. Keep one forever, Honda XR650. I will never sell that bike. I sold it once. I will never sell it again. No matter how broken it gets, no matter how run down it gets, no matter how little I ride it, I will keep my XR650 until the day I die Mark my words. Um, I will pass it on to my children, all that stuff. It is, I love that motorcycle. CRF's different story, but I'm going with, like, because Wes isn't here to talk to me through what exactly he meant. Um, so XR650, I keep forever. Uh, rebuild one and abandon one on the trail. That is really tough because I love uh, my Yamaha YZ250, but I also really love my KTM 250. Um, I'm going to go based on just out of the box. Like you pull the, pull, not the way they're set up now, because both of them are set up really, really, really well, and it's really hard to choose. Um, and because my hip, I'm going to obviously lean towards the one with electric start. But all those things out, taking stock bikes out of the box, uh, I'm going to rebuild the Yamaha and I'll walk away from the KTM. Partially because I like to just be contrary, and I know a ton of people write KTMs. Um, also, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Yamaha has been the same forever, and it's the reason it's the same forever is it's just really freaking good. Um, and everybody tries to copy KYV suspension, and so, yeah. Uh, I am not getting comments. If you guys are, are you guys comment, comment here real fast, guys, if you are still here, because I'm not seeing any new ones show up. 
and I don't know what's going on there. Um, maybe you guys just aren't commenting. That's fine. Um, so there you go, Wes. Given a KTM, a Yamaha, and a Honda, you must rebuild one, keep one forever, and abandon one on the trail. Rebuilding the Yamaha, keeping the Honda XR650, and walking away from the KTM. So there we go. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, Wes, it is a tough question. I, anyway, that's a great, that's a phenomenal question. I'm going to hang on to that one and use that later. All right, so this came from Instagram, the Instagrigs. Uh, by the way, if you don't follow us on Instagram, please do. There's my plug. Uh, no Pro Heroes comments. I ride a 2004 WR250F. By the way, I had an 03. Um, and my favorite thing about the four-stroke is that it crawls through and over technical stuff like a tractor without having to feather the clutch. I know you like two-strokes and the technical riding as well. What is your favorite thing about two-strokes? Um, couple things. First of all, your WR250F is one of the most durable four-strokes ever built. <laughs> so, uh, Joel Reedy, Chris Drake, Emily Raphael, and Justin Monroe. So, that WR250 is not going to fall into the category I'm going to mention about maintenance. <laughs> well, it takes maintenance, but it it's not nearly as um, fragile as a lot of four-strokes. Um, so, hey, I love them. I love WR250s, really, and WR450s. Um, but what, here let me go over the things I love about two-strokes. First of all, lighter, um, especially than your WR. The newer, like KTM four-strokes and stuff like that are getting really, really light and real comparable to the two-stroke. But in general, the two-stroke is lighter. I'm not super strong, so lighter better because I have to move it around, lift it up, whatever I gotta do. I like light bikes. So I like that a lot. I like two-stroke power better in the technical stuff. And some people are like, what are you talking about? But the modern two-strokes, and even like my YZ, uh, it's real forgiving if you're in the right gear. If you're not way up high in the RPM range and you whack the throttle, it's kind of slow to respond. If you're down low in the RPM, it kind of grunts. Uh, I like that because I kind of have a hand fist with my right wrist. It's, my right wrist isn't great. And so I kind of whiskey throttle a fair amount and that two stroke doesn't just light up, at least the way I have them set up. So, uh, whereas a four stroke, especially a 450, just just lights up and is crazy. Um, I don't have the control. Jeremy Schoening, who's watching, has a lot of control. <laughs> and he can, uh, um, anyway, he can control a 500 like nothing. So, mid sheets, yes, yeah, see, like I said, the 350 weighs as much as a 300 for sure. But, here is the thing about two strokes as far as like on a scale, even if you like, like I said, you take them both on the scale, they're exact same weight with gas and everything. I mean, identical. The two stroke is going to feel way lighter when you're trying to change its direction. Like, so put input into it and, you know, right, left, stop, whatever, because there's less stuff spinning around in the motor, creating a gyroscopic effect that then makes it harder to move the bike. Um, if you want to, Oh, an example of this, you can take a bicycle wheel and hold it out in front of you and have someone spin it really fast and you try to move it. The bigger, heavier, and faster that bicycle wheel is spinning, the harder it is to input it, right? So because the two-stroke just has a piston and a connecting rod and a crankshaft jumping up and down, and now uh, with the new KTM, it's got a counterbalancer, which adds flywheel weight and does other things, 
Um, but because they have that, whereas a four-stroke has cams, valves, piston, um, timing chain, all that stuff, it feels lighter to ride a two-stroke, even if they are the exact same weight. Um, yes, Chris Drake, I completely agree. Premix gas and kick ass. <laughs> uh, so, I... Um, the other thing I like about two strokes is the lack of necessary maintenance. <laughs> so they all require pistons at about the same amount of time. Uh, arguably, the four strokes seem to go longer. Uh, as far if you take them apart, they look good for longer. But I just took apart a 350 KTM and it was worn out. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how many hours are on it, but it doesn't matter. It's worn out just like anything else would be. So. I like maintenance on a two-stroke way better because putting a piston in the top end of a two-stroke doesn't take very long. It's super simple. Most people can do it with the tools they have at home. It's it's easy and it's relatively cheap. The pistons are cheaper. Gaskets are cheaper. There's le you know to do it right. There's less parts because to do a top end right on a four-stroke, you're going to put valves in it, cam chain, timing tensioner, or timing chain tensioner, all those things. So I like the maintenance on a two-stroke better. Uh, and I just honestly I smile more when I ride my two-stroke when I ride I love the 450 out in the desert it's really fun and I mean you guys watch some of my videos you hear me hooting and hollering and having fun wheeling down things not long wheelies because I'm not good at that but um, I uh, yeah I just yeah I just have more fun on two-stroke uh, Matt Andreas says 450s feel planned to the ground, but I like it. Yeah, 100%. So that's why desert, a lot of desert racers out in California and stuff like that are still riding four strokes because they feel grounded. Um, they don't deflect and bounce and stuff like that. And that is that is a very, very good thing when you're going fast. So there you go. Uh, no Pro Heroes also said, care to share and talk about one of your best No Pro moments, uh, anything recent. And so I'm just going to guess that that means like me being a moron and making mistakes because <laughs> uh, I don't really know hey uh John McDaniel uh ta -ta -ta -ta, Ryan Chamberlain what's happening yeah Wes for sure adjusting valves it's just one more thing that you have to do it's not that big a deal but like I mean especially I do it for a living all the time I got all the tools but on my I don't want to do it on my bike I don't mind doing it for friends and for customers. It's fun, you know. It's part. It's actually one of the jobs I enjoy doing because I can really make a difference in the way the bike runs by getting that right. But um, on my stuff, I just want to ride it. Uh, so no pro moments. Um, yeah, actually, the the most recent no pro moment moments was towards the end of the death march so i had a brilliant beginning to the death march and i rode really well i had a couple tip overs but nothing big um i yeah i rode great i mean for me i was really really happy with the way i was riding and then i started getting tired and then i started falling down and i fell down oh so much it was so frustrating and I, it drove me nuts, honestly. So <laughs> I was laughing though, cause it didn't get hurt. Nothing, you know, it was fine. I wasn't high speed or anything like that, but oh my gosh, it was nonstop. And if you watch some of our recent YouTube videos, well, my, my thousand subscriber, like celebration is just me crashing. 
And the last ones of those, well, the very last one was the head-on, um, but the, the ones right before that were all during the uh, Death March. Uh, Enduro Ranch. Here, this is another great question. Also, um, keep hitting me up with questions, guys, online. I don't, like I said, they don't, I don't know. It's not coming through as fast. I hope the live thing's going. Let me know. Hopefully everything's good. Uh, I don't see any, like, complaints. Uh, Enduro Ranch on Instagram says, What is the most far-fetched rationale you have ever heard for someone having a bad riding day? That is a great question, and I don't have a specific one, but I would say the most far-fetched is when people start blaming their motorcycles. Um, their, like, parts on their motorcycles. It's absolutely hilarious to me. Mainly because I have ridden with so many people who are so much better riders than me on absolute junk equipment. Like, worn out tires, blown fork seals, blown shock seals, half-worn brakes, like, missing levers. I mean, I've ridden with these dudes that it's... It's crazy how fast they go and uh, and clean and smooth on like what everybody else would consider junk uh, equipment and so I get I, I laugh really hard and I try to just do it inside <laughs> when we pull up to a stop and someone's you know maybe a little bit late first of all let me start with this if you if we're riding and you pull up and I got my helmet off or whatever like I don't care like I don't care how long it took you to get there unless we're in a hurry for like the death march or something like that I don't I like that's I don't care how long it takes you to get there and when I'm the guy pulling up late I hope you don't care <laughs> it took me a while to get there because it's all about fun right um, but it makes me laugh when I'm if I am out front and I'm hanging out and then someone pulls up and they're you know they're behind the schedule whatever and they pull their helmet off like, oh, man, this tire feels like... And they get off and they're clicking on suspension clickers and changing tire pressures and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so um, that, that, is, that just cracks me up, right? Like the... Uh, um, Matt, sorry, I'm reading comments. Um, Matt Andreas says, wait... If I don't know, I'm guessing you accidentally hit the the button. Um, so yeah, like it absolutely is hilarious when people <laughs> when people start blaming their their equipment. And then I you know I look over at this dude who like got to the intersection minutes before me on a '96 KX125 <laughs> with like bald tires and you know 16 pounds in each tire. So yeah, I. That's my uh, most far-fetched, and it happens all the time. We all know. We Come on. We all know that. And we, let's, let's be honest. I blamed that stuff before, too, when I couldn't figure out what was going on. And really, it's just me. Uh, Paul Cates, when are you coming back to race another District 37 race? Uh, it's going to be a while because normally I just do uh, one a year, the one in January. I will not be doing that this year because I will have a new hip, a new cadera for all you Spanish speakers. Um and um, so yeah, I'm getting a new cadera on November 27th. So think good thoughts, send me prayers on that day if you could. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, that would be awesome. So 
Um, it will probably, yeah, it's probably going to be, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll make it to one. Hopefully when I get this hip fixed, I'm going to be way more stoked about racing and doing lots of other things. Um, and competing because, you know, it's driving me nuts. So, uh, I don't, I don't love my hip. Daniel Hatton asked, roll on or spray for deodorant? Spray, 100%, it's easier. Uh, and last one that I have from uh, pre-questions is uh, Brett Ross. I think that his name is, I don't know, I think that's what his name is on, anyway, it shows up as something else, but I'm guessing it's Brett Ross. Hopefully you're here watching Brett. How often do people come in asking for directions? Um, I'm guessing you mean to go riding, and that is all the time, like daily, especially during the riding season, uh, summer. Um, hey, Matt, Dam, Aleph, what's happening, guys? I think I'm having a slow internet moment here. I'm going to check something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not getting a lot of comments coming through. Um... And maybe you guys are just aren't commenting. I don't know. Uh, and maybe you're just enjoying my lovely voice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people ask for directions to go riding all the time. I mean, all the all the time. So, uh, Shane McNabb says, what kind of exercises should I do to build up endurance and stamina because tacos are not working? You need different tacos, first of all. Um, and then, honestly, like riding a bicycle, hard. But you, like not just going out and riding a bicycle and like riding around, even on trails and stuff like that. But like freaking like get down and make yourself suffer. For me, because um, I I can't run anymore. I don't man, running sucks anyway. But I have found that if I go out and actually hammer on the bicycle, like for real, um, that helps build endurance um, really quickly. And Brian Aliff, yes, I am slow. <laughs> Matt, you're, okay, you're driving to school and watching that. That's awesome. I don't support that, but I kind of support that. That's funny. Um, let's see. Any other questions? Q&A. Oh, uh, news. Sorry, I didn't do that before. Uh, conditions report. It's awesome. It's dry, but weather is really good. High is like low 80s, so it's really nice outside. It's 50 degrees in the morning early so if you get out early it's really really nice out in the desert right now uh thursday night ride uh is gonna happen i haven't been posting those i yeah anyway lots going on trying to get things done but thursday night ride yes 100 percent is happening we are going to peach valley and i don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna do something fun so i yeah maybe maybe go do all the hard stuff maybe try to do all the hard stuff like up horse trail up black ridge uh, things like that. So, uh, should be fun. Um, no kids ride, uh, tonight. We we're going to try to do that, but that didn't, it just didn't pan out. My kids got a bunch of homework and anyway, so, but I am riding with my boys on Sunday. So I'm not making a big event, but if you guys shoot, hit me up on messenger or whatever, if you want to ride with us on Sunday, we are definitely going to be riding. We're going to go out after church. So probably 11, 12, something like that. That should be fun. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Emily Raphaele doing the snake bite enduro anyone yes I will be racing the snake bite because it is close and I really want to support the Pucliffe Rattlers so it's up in Grand Junction it is the weekend of the 12th and 13th of October 
Uh, I will be there Sunday. I'm not going to be there Saturday um, because it's uh, I got to work. And like I said, my actually my kids won't be there. They're going to Denver with uh, my wife to see cousins and things like that. So uh, my boys won't be racing, but I will be racing the Snakebite Enduro. So come on out and say hi. It's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> Emily says, tons of washes, so many washes. Yeah, it's lots of washes, lots of fast. I think I'll race the 450 because it is definitely a desert race. It's, I don't know, it's tight. I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Shane McNabb, the weather is is perfect for riding. I mean, seriously, it's perfect. It's really, really good. It, like I said, it's 50 degrees. Like this morning at 530, uh, it was 50 degrees. And then it's supposed to get up to like 81, 82, which is still, it was a lot cooler. It was like 10 degrees cooler last week. So, um, but fall is here. Uh, the leaves are starting to change. So if you guys are from out of state or out of town, whatever, and you want to get up in the mountains to see fall colors, it's starting to happen right now. So make your plans. Um, all the high passes and stuff like that are in great shape and the leaves are the aspens going to start turning and being really 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 pretty here soon i was just in telluride yesterday delivering a bike and started to see the first fall colors it's awesome fall is my favorite time of year to ride by the way if anyone cares um let's see all right uh yeah i think that's all the questions i have what any other questions, guys? We're bumping up against 8 o'clock. I got a boogie on time today because I have a mountain of work to do. Prepping bikes for the Pajarito race. Uh, quick thing about the Pajarito race. If you're thinking about it, if you like mountain races, if you like being in black dirt with uh, roots and rocks and super steep uphills, super steep downhills, things like that, Pajarito race for Weeby Racing is phenomenal. I raced it last year. Got my butt kicked. That's again. That's part of why I'm not going. Is I just am not up to speed with all my ailment issues. So, um, and it's just no fun to go get beat up on and hurt. So, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Pajarito. I 100% support going to Pajarito with Weeby Racing. It's. I think it's the best. Uh, I think it's the best race of the season. Um, like for for sure. Uh, yeah, da, 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 da. Emily, yes, you have a great day and a week, great weekend. Also, Emily, are you going to Pajarito? I hope if you do, good luck, go fast. Um, yeah, I'm going to head out, guys. I know it's uh, a little bit before 8, but like I said, tons of work to do. Thank you guys so much for joining in. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for all the questions. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week for the gospel. I got to talk to my friends. We're hopefully going to get the guys on to talk about livestock. Um, the guy that actually manages thousands of cattle and things like that. So I think that's going to be awesome. He's a good old cowboy, super good dude. He's definitely on our side um, as far as like trail use and things like that. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you watching. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Western Colorado. I hope you guys get out, spread the gospel of two wheels, spread happiness, joy, love, peace in the world. And definitely, no matter what you do, make sure you find some time to ride your dirt bikes!